Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Believe in UCLA football podcast. We'll be here with a new episode for you right after this quick note. Bet Online remains your top spot for all of your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for all your wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet Online today and use our promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Believe in UCLA football podcast. My name is James Williams, a reporter and editor for the Orange County Register and the Southern California News Group. And as always, I'm joined here by former UCLA linebacker Josh Woods. Josh, what's going on, man? I mean, it's, we're getting ready for the last game of the season. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, we go out with the dub. That's all that matters. Everything, all the things that are going mm-hmm. on, let's just finish on a high note. Yeah, I mean, that that would be ideal. I mean, the last thing people need to be uh, chatting about, I guess, would be another loss, right? Um, we've talked since USC, right? It's been. I feel like it's been a while. I don't know. My calendar's so all So much has up. been going on. I feel like every day is something. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> every day it's something. A lot of it hasn't been so good. Um, we'll start with USC and Deanton Lynn. Um Again, I don't remember what all we've talked about last time, but Danton Lynn, I mean, it, you know, we kind of knew there was a chance he may go somewhere. I don't think anyone. I mean, I kind of I kind of threw it out there a couple weeks ago prior, like USC needs a defensive coordinator. Danton Lynn's a hot prospect right now, um, coaching candidate. I didn't think it was actually going to happen, though. Um, they said that was the only guy they offered. They, I think they wanted a few other guys before they got to Lynn, but they offer Lynn. They pretty much doubled his salary. He probably doesn't even have to move houses, and he might be taking Kamari Ramsey with him. We'll get to Kamari Ramsey in a minute. Um, but, yeah, just your thoughts on um, having the best defense, I would imagine, under Chip Kelly, at least statistically. Um, I don't know about talent-wise. I'll leave that up for you to to debate one day. But, um what are your thoughts on on things finally going right for the defense and it just being snatched right there from him? Yeah, that was a huge blow to the program, especially going across the street. Like, mm-hmm. I thought, you know, maybe you know he gets a a higher, I guess, a higher caliber right. deep. Uh, I, I even even the, no, I want to say a head coach job. I feel like we're like a head coach job somewhere. Like, I, okay. I, he could have gotten a head coaching job the way some of these other guys had gotten head coaching jobs on Chip Kelly's staff this year. But yeah, I mean, but that was not what I had on the bingo card for this, this offseason in between bowl game. Like that was one of the biggest shocks that I've yeah. seen, but it's like, you can't compete with doubling the salary. Like if you still can't compete with that, then it's like, uh, and chip kind of said in a way, like we put an offer, but we just more or less. I'm kind of paraphrasing some of it. He said it during the selection Sunday bowl game press conference. But he said we offered him more than what he was making the one year, the one million he was making, and it wasn't. It still wasn't what USC offered, and we can't blame him for taking it. So, 
He said it was a tough. Chip said that it was a tough decision for Lynn to make. I don't know how much I believe of that. Mm, double my salary, stay at home. Like he literally doesn't have to move. Probably, I would imagine. Like you don't even have to move. And he doesn't have true UCLA ties, so it's like it wasn't, yeah. you know, right for like a UCLA alumni. Like if Ken Norton Jr. went to USC, he did. Go then it'd USC. be like. <laughs> But I'm, no, 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 but like I get you, I get you. I don't know. No, I get what you're saying. If Coach, like, if Coach, if oh no, no, no. Coach, if Coach, yeah, yeah. If if Coach Foss went across the street, I I think there would literally be a riot outside of outside of the practice facility. No, for sure. I, um, but yeah, I mean, so I mean, there there's gonna be changes on defense regardless. Um. One th- one good thing is okay. So this not a good thing, but I, I mean whatever. Damn, there's so much we haven't talked about. Um, let's talk about Leatu Latu. We know he's not coming back next year. Um, isn't going to be playing in the LA Bowl. Did win the Lombardi Award, the Ted Hendricks Award, which is the best defensive end, best defensive line award, or best lineman award, offensive or defensive line. Um, so he won some major awards. Um, he won't be back. But on the Twitter spaces, we were talking to Gabriel and Grayson Murphy's dad. We're picking his brain a little bit. And he said he wants the twins to stay in school. So the twins might be back, which is a positive, right? You get some sort of some pressure there off the edge from those guys. And you're not losing them. I think he said one of them can go. I, I don't I can't remember which one. One of them can go like in the second or third round. The other one going like the fourth or the sixth round or something like that. But he wants them to stay in school. That's not official, but he said that's kind of what the plan is. So there's a chance you at least have those guys back. So you have some sort of defense. You're going to have to rebuild a lot of the defense anyways because it was so senior heavy. So, again, with Lynn, one way to look at it for UCLA fans is, yes, statistically a top defense, but you haven't seen what he's done as a recruiter. We don't know how he does recruiting. We don't know how he would do without Latu, uh, Kamari Ramsey, Alex Johnson, all these other guys. I'm I'm not trying to make people feel better by saying that or whatever, but I'm just like, that's kind of what it is. Like USC is now taking him on for double the salary just based on what the, he did statistically in one season. To his credit, he has been out recruiting for them and been in houses Um you know, doing the doing the thing, but wish him the best of luck. I didn't get a chance to talk to him that much. I don't know him uh, all that well, but I know he did good things for the defense. Um, what else? Uh, Akaika Malloy is going to be calling the defensive plays. He's the one who recruited Lot Two and the Murphys and all them. He's the defensive line outside linebackers coach. He's going to be calling plays. Was a co-defensive coordinator at Washington. Uh, I think when Latu was there at Washington. Um, Ken Norton Jr. obviously was a defensive coordinator before. Um, uh, Brian Norwood, I believe, was a defensive coordinator before at Navy. So they have some guys that were defensive coordinators before. So things keep on moving. I don't know what they do as far as getting another defensive coordinator. I think with the uncertainty of Chip Kelly and what the status is for him going forward, Obviously, it looks like he's coming back next year. But beyond that, unless you're another young coach like Deanta Lynn and I like, you know, you want to take that chance on just 
giving it a year and seeing what happens after that. I don't know if you move internally to promote someone to defensive coordinator, but we'll get some announcements here at some point on what the defensive coaching staff looks like. But um, just your thoughts on the defense overall and what it looked like. What are you expecting to see from this defense in the L.A. Bowl without Lynn, without Kamari Ramsey, without Latu? Um, all your linebackers are healthy. Um, the Murphy Twins are going to play. So you still have a lot of the guys there, at least for this game. You're, what, what, what things would you be looking forward to carry on into next year? I mean, this is a time for, you know, for the older guys to leave a statement and, you know, finally, you know, win a bowl game. They haven't been able to do that. And then um, for some new names to kind of pop up and this their chance to, you know, get some time. And at the same time, for coaches to step up and, I mean, this is, you know, if he wants the, the D.C. job, like this is his opportunity to, to show that as well. So we'll see. Because like, like you said with Lynn, like he, he was handed over some – he he had a portion of Rari, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah. He had he had he had some 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 toys up front that you know that he just inherited and, and didn't you know have to go get. So yeah, you, who's just gonna get a lot to? Right, just he's, not, he's going in to a, USC in their first not, year as a DC. Yeah, he's going to USC not getting a lot to right. So it's like we really have to see what he's capable of over there. But yeah, lot twos aren't aren't just grown on trees. And some of the yeah, so we'll we'll see with that. I mean, I feel like internal might be the way to go, just because there's so many coaches on the defense staff already, mm-hmm. um, rather than bringing in another name again. So, I don't know, man. Let's just. Yeah. I I just I'm just excited to see how this bowl game goes, and then and then go from there. It's just kind of interesting because it's like it almost feels very bare bones. So you lose your tight ends coach, Jeff Ferris. He goes and becomes the head coach at Austin P, um, which is in Tennessee, which is his home state. He just had twins, so he gets to be closer to family that way. Um, and then they also lost Coach Gunderson. Coach, yeah, Ryan Gunderson, the quarterback's coach. Uh, you also lost Dante Moore. I don't know how much we talked about that last time. Um, Ethan Garbers could potentially be coming back next year. He's at least back for the bowl game. Um, Chip Kelly is going to be coaching the quarterbacks and Ken Neil Montalolo. Wow. That's the first time I ever said that name, right? Uh, the former Navy coach was the director of leadership at UCLA this year, um, is going to be moving in as the tight ends coach for the bowl game. So we'll see how a lot of that stuff plays out, but curious to see, uh, Chip at, as the quarterback coach, that should be kind of interesting. We might have to ask him a little bit more about that later in the week. But, yeah, so it's kind of very bare bones on what they have and what's available to them as a staff. They're moving some analysts into some different roles. But um, I don't know. what I mean, the, the, the biggest loss for me, again, mentioning Dante Moore and Kamari Ramsey, Kamari Ramsey was a redshirt freshman who was already looking like a dog just this year. I think that's the biggest loss because he was kind of like the future. He was kind of like the anchor of that team, of that defense, regardless of who comes in. Um, but I think once Lynn left, I think he left. I actually haven't followed up to see if he's taking any visits anywhere or what. But I would imagine. I think I had seen maybe like Ohio State and Washington were his potential visits. Oh, I mean, that makes sense. I And I mean, that's part of it. That I mean, if you're going to leave UCLA, I think. I mean, you can't 
deny those programs. Like those are, you got to jump on one of them if, if they're reaching out to you. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot there. Um, signing days coming up. It looks like most of the recruiting class is staying together. Um, there is one Rob Booker who I don't want to say is on the fence, but everyone's posting these UCLA graphics or them in the uniforms from their visit saying they're going to sign on December 20th. We did not see that from Rob Booker. So I don't know what his status is going to be. He's, I think he's a three-star tight end from Wisconsin. Um, it was kind of a surprise get for them when he committed anyways, but we'll see how it goes. Um, they did start adding to the secondary. Obviously, you're losing guys like Alex Johnson next year, Kenny Churchwell next year. They've gone into the portal already. Let me uh, bring those names up. Brian Addison was one. Um, I think I asked you before we started. Uh, Brian Addison was at Oregon for six years, five years, six years. I think this was year six, actually. Um, so an experienced guy was at Gardena Serra in 2017. What year did you graduate high school? 2015. Okay. I was like, he's probably the same age as you. <laughs> but no. Okay. So he's two years. Um, so you don't remember dude at all because the story on him is that Brian Addison committed, had actually signed his national. No, I do. I know. I do. I know him. Oh, you know him, know him. Well, why are you on the phone where you're acting like? No, I like, told oh. you, I told you, I said, I said, yeah, he was around. And then they didn't tell right, us like right. what happened. Like he was, he was around. Oh, he was just poop gone one day. Yeah. Like it was a, <laughs> uh, administration. It was like a, like a school, like a school thing. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. So it's like full circle for him to be able to come back to UCLA right. and, you know, go where he wanted to be. And he's a tall kid, uh, very athletic range has played, you know, could play receiver, could play corner, could do, you know. I saw that. I think he was listed as an athlete coming out of high school when he was going to go to UCLA. Was it as a receiver? Because I saw he did. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was going to come as a receiver. And then, yeah, Oregon, okay. he went to DB. Yeah. And then I saw he wanted to play at UCLA. Well, it says something about him wanting to play for Coach Meat, right? Coach Martin, right? Coach Meat. Um, at UCLA, but then I guess he obviously didn't. He went to Oregon, and then I think the last two or three years now, Coach Meat is there, right? So now he got to play with him finally, I believe. Yeah, that was a story. So small world, I guess, is is the story behind that. Um, the other one was Marcus Radcliffe. So here's the fun fact I've been throwing out on Twitter. Um. Chip's been Chip recruits even during the season. <laughs> he looks at these guys during non-conference. This is the third player in a row that he's played in non-conference, and then they've come to UCLA shortly after. It's worked out pretty well before. That's how you got Darius Moasau. That's how you got um, Jordan Anderson. If you look into later on, that's how you get Femi last year. Um, obviously, that's not a non-conference game. But now you got Marcus Radcliffe, who I guess can play db or linebacker i think he's going to be playing safety um but yeah he's um what is, i wish we would have got cd lamb cd lamb was that if we were going off of a uh, preseason i think oh, yeah. this year play oklahoma <laughs> imagine we get cd lamb the next year yeah cd lamb would have been great right um who else let me see who else would have been some non-conference guys for you what was baker mayfield i guess was that um, no, it was uh, Kyler Murray. 
Jalen Hurts. Well, Jalen Hurts was his, yeah. I guess he could have came back for one more year. Oh. Well, to Chip's credit, the transfer portal wasn't out yet, or he would have been, or I would imagine he would have gotten one of them. Right? No. Um. So so Radcliffe had forty nine total tackles and interception and a pass deflection in um in twelve games. And I think the notable thing about that is he was only a true freshman. So maybe that's your Kamari Ramsey replacement there. Um. Yeah, safety, young guy. So maybe he's he's there for the long run. Um, I haven't looked too deep to see if he was recruited by UCLA prior to this, but um, some good stuff from him as a potential guy. Uh, I just want to rattle off some of the names, not to be a Debbie Downer, but just to rattle off some of the some of the names here of guys that have entered the transfer portal from UCLA. And if there's mm-hmm. anybody that sticks out to you, feel free to stop me. Dante Moore, <laughs> Dante Moore, Cam Brown, a receiver, Cam Brown, uh, Keegan Jones, I think we talked about before, right? Um, yeah. Tight end Carson Ryan, offensive lineman. That one was Jake... surprising. Carson Ryan, leave that. That that one was that one was. Surprising. That's a blow. Yeah, it would have made a little bit more sense if the tight end coach had left first, and then Carson Ryan left. Maybe I guess. Um, I think what I've heard for him is he's like going back. He's from Utah. Um, I think he's obviously like had BYU and the University of Utah reach out to him. So wouldn't be surprised if he ends up there. I think he had both of those schools or at least one of them in his top five or something before he picked UCLA. Um, So it would make sense. Um, I thought, you know, his family would travel to every game, I think home and away. Um, I remember when I was, just parked my car going into the Coliseum. I saw his family there and there walking in, swagged out in the UCLA stuff. Um, And I think they have nothing but good things to say about UCLA. I think it was just, you know, there's a lot of tight ends in there that they were trying to feed and whatnot. Um, But I would say that was definitely a big blow. Um, Will Nemo, did you cross paths with him at all? Yeah. Um, well, Nemo is transferring. He has uh, one more year of eligibility. He's transferring as a grad transfer. Uh, Kamari Ramsey is the other one we talked about. Um, and then John Humphrey is the latest to um, head for the portal. He was there for four years. So you guys just missed each other, right? Yeah, but a lot of DBs. Um, yeah. And that, yeah, it's... It, Wonder right, if they're trying a, to yeah. either trying to follow Coach Lynn or or what because it's not like these guys aren't well aren't playing or have potential to play. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and that's the thing where it's so crazy with the transfer portal and what it is now versus transferring back. You know, when I was playing, it was like you transferred because majority of the time you transferred because you weren't playing or like you weren't. Yeah a fit for the system like you your play style wasn't a fit or you know things are you know you need to go move closer home or move like that type of situation nowadays you have like starters tenured starters mm-hmm. like three four year starters transferring out your best players transfer it out and that's where it's been like dang it's been it's been an issue like i just counted six like six Five or six of the eight names that I mentioned were starters 
like potential starters, key rotation guys. Like John Humphrey was a starter. Dante Moore was a starter. Carson Ryan was a starter. Cam Brown was a starter. Um, and then Kamari Ramsey, obviously, and then John Humphrey. I think the one thing about – I don't see John Humphreys as that big of a loss because you still have Jalen Davies there. Jalen Davies fills, is in. Kirkwood moves back up into a starting spot. You just need to have Kirkwood come along a little bit better um, than he has. He he was in the rotation and doing well the first two years. I think just junior year kind of, you know, maybe not his best year, but maybe he can bounce back and use his experience that he's kind of gained over the last couple of years and have a solid senior season. But I would expect him to come back. Um, he was just hanging out with Carl Jones recently, giving back to the community, I believe, um, doing some sort of toy drive, if I'm not mistaken, over the weekend. So, um, so yeah, some names. Um, I think folks were starting to feel a little bit better because of the two DBs that have come in from the transfer portal. I think that's kind of alleviated some of the pressure a little bit now that it's at least going back the other way. And I think it will even out at some point. My biggest thing for you, Josh, would be, do you believe that they may or may not go for a quarterback in the transfer portal? Do you think they need to? If Garbers, let's say Garbers is coming back, Shalee's going to be there. Do you think they need to get another guy? You still got Justin Martin there. Chase Griffin's obviously gone. You're bringing in another quarterback as a freshman. I don't know, because it's like, what mental game does that play in Ethan Garbers' head? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if, if he's going to be your guy, let him be your guy. Bringing somebody in might ruin the kid. So it's like, yeah, do you want to play in that sense? But it's like, at the same time, what does Schley have? A, like, what is the eligibility for Schley and for Garber? Like, how many years? <clears throat> I think they're both listed as redshirt juniors, so they'll both be redshirt seniors next year. Um, The thing is, neither one of them, they're kind of locked down. Well, Schley's kind of locked down because he used his transfer already um, to come to UCLA. And then he has to be a grad transfer, and I don't think he's graduating yet. Um, And then Garbers can't transfer. Well, he could transfer once he graduates. But at that point, I mean, I just think you can't bring in another starter-level quality quarterback because then you're just going to have the same mess you were already in this past season, right? Like, just have it be Ethan Garbers, let Schley or someone else, let Justin Martin kind of compete a little bit, right? I think for me, it's in another uh, another aspect of the quarterback room is who's going to fill that Chase Griffin role, right? Like who's going to be that that leader in that room? And maybe it is Garbers, but someone is going to have to like kind of step up and fill that role that like there's, there's a leadership element that's kind of missing there. I think Garbers can fill it, don't get me wrong, but um, – I think that'll be important too. A lot of people are, are hoping and wishing and praying that Justin Martin would start or at least play in the LA bowl. I, I think they do need to kind of get him a little bit more involved. And maybe he's the guy who makes that leap and is competing and pushing Garbers next year. Um, but it, I mean, I, I give credit to Justin Martin for not having entered the transfer portal because he could, um, but he must have a lot of faith in, in the potential of starting under chip. And I think he would honestly be the best. Could be just if you look at what DTR was and what Dorian. If you look at what DTR was and what Dante wasn't, having the the ability to run, the, he might be the middle. He might be the middle, or at least a little bit more athletic. That he can kind of you can get more of Chip Kelly with DTR than you will Chip Kelly with Dante, right? I mean, that's just 
me looking, just guessing, I guess. But I mean, hell, Justin Justin Martin's been in the system for three, two. This is second year. Next year will be his third year. Like, like I don't think there's any doubt he that he doesn't know the offense at that point, right? Like, it's just about getting the opportunity. Um, and in a way, you kind of need to get him reps the same way. The same way you didn't do it with Garbers is what you need to be doing with Justin Martin. He needs to be playing so that way, even if he is your guy next year, uh, in two years after Garbers is done, and when Justin Martin's a senior, he needs to at least be have some reps. Am I wrong on that? Yeah. Like, no, like he, he does have to be. Yeah, yeah. That way, yeah, it doesn't seem like a a fresh, a very yeah. new thing. Like it's mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a it's a good handoff. Right, because even if Garber, I mean, if Garber gets hurt next year, and and you know they can't, let's say they can't rely on Schley as a as a thrower, and he's just more of a running guy. Um, I mean, you need to get him reps as early as possible, I would think. Um, but Chip knows more than me, so I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, <laughs> he'll know what to do. Um, I'm just trying to run through real quick. I don't know if I, I don't know if I mentioned Carson Steele on the podcast yet. Some people yeah. were afraid that he might be leaving. Folks, don't worry. He's not leaving. I don't think he – the thing is he couldn't leave anyways because he's tied down because he transferred already um, to UCLA. So he kind of used his one-time transfer. He would have to be a graduate. Um, I don't think he's graduating this year. So what Deshaun, what Deshaun Foster told us today was that – it's gonna. He's gonna be a more or less a game time. Uh, he's gonna be a game time decision for the LA Bowl, and it'll be up to the training staff. The thing is, I don't know what his injury was, or is, but he hasn't been very productive um, the last couple games. Like he's had the three touchdown game against Stanford, and hasn't scored a rushing touchdown since in the last five games. He had one receiving touchdown um, against like Colorado. So, I mean. We but we've seen a lot more of T.J. Harden, and obviously I think T.J. Harden is the one you want to keep around and be happy and have some long term success with, um, especially because he's only a re- he's only a true sophomore this year, um, so next year he'll be a true junior, or no, he redshirted last year, so he was a redshirt freshman I think, um, so he'll be a redshirt sophomore next year, um, and then. Changes on defense. I mentioned the Murphy twins that are going to be starting. One of the Grayson is going to be starting in place of Latu. Um, Devin Kirkwood mentioned that already. And then I think Jordan Anderson will also get some time at safety um, with Kamari Ramsey out. Um, obviously, Alex Johnson will still be involved in that. Um, uh, another quick note, and then I want to get your thoughts on some of the seniors that are going to be playing their final games. Um, but C.J. Tiller, who I think was the – no, I was going to say he was the guy right after C.J. Shroud, but I don't think he was. Um, was either one or two quarterbacks after C.J. Shroud at Rancho Cucamonga. Um, but C.J. Tiller is going to be the starting quarterback for Boise State. Hasn't thrown a pass all year. He's handed off the ball once, and he took a knee against Utah State. So he's only been in – played two snaps, hasn't thrown the ball. As a defender, Josh, is that just fresh meat? You're just ready to just go after as a defender or what? You better welcome him to college football. Like, <laughs> it should, doesn't say it. So, at least in in the 
all of this, losing people and coaching mm -hmm. changes and all this, that at least we're not playing yeah. Washington this week. You know what I'm saying? Where yeah. it should be a time for, you know, the seniors to look good and for people that haven't got that much play time to, you know, get their feet wet. So we'll see how that goes. Imagine if that poor boy had to go up against um, Latu. It might be his first game in his last game. <laughs> um, but no, we'll see how he does. I'll be kind of keeping an eye on him just because he's a Rancho Cucamonga guy. Um, when you hear uh, Rancho Cucamonga, do you have any hard feelings as a guy who played at Upland? No, it's still I. Okay, fair. Not me trying to start stuff. There, That was your big rival though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We beat yeah. them. Don't worry about it. Okay, okay. There it was. There was that saltiness. Um, okay, so yeah, just some of the seniors. Um, I don't know. You can just give some quick thoughts as if once I rattle off a name or two here, but um, Carl Jones, final game. Thoughts on him? I'm sure he was around when you were around, right? Yeah, he got to play as a true freshman with us, and uh, it was kind of like one of the young guys that they let let get some get some time. Um, play so many different positions. I think he came in as a DB, then yeah. got moved <laughs> yeah. to linebacker, and then was at like DN outside linebacker, and just been around everywhere. Um, so yeah, I know he he's grown into one of the leaders of the defense and leaders of the team. So, um, that would be a big loss in that way. Um, and then Alex Johnson, he's on year six. Yeah, year six. Um, what do you remember about him back in the day? Just a great kid. I mean, he's just like one of those <laughs> yeah. those good kids that just all around always working. Um, and just to see him being able to, you know, really have a role and be an impact on the defense is really cool this year. Yeah, former walk-on too. Uh, no, Carl Jones wasn't a walk-on, right? But Alex Johnson was. Alex um, Johnson was, yeah. Um. It's so funny when every time we like talk to Alex Johnson or Sam, he just doesn't look like a football player. He just looks like such a nice dude. You know what I mean? Great. No, he's inside. It's a great guy. <laughs> um, who was the other name? I'm blinking on. Um, who who were some seniors that were there that I missed? Oh, Kenny Churchwell. What do you remember about? Oh, him? Kenny Churchwell, my boy. He the crazy thing is, me and him tore our knees the same day, the same practice. Oh, he tore his knee the drive before before me. So. Um, a lot of time spent in the trading room together. So it's cool to see him be able to just, you know, play out there and play free. Didn't he um didn't he have two knee injuries? I think the fall I think the next year he might have had another one too. I think. Something like that. I think he had I think he had surgery on both knees, if I'm not mistaken. I don't um, I remember that him tearing his right before I tore mine. Do you think that may have messed with you at all? Like you have that mindset like the next drive, like damn, Kenny just got hurt, like did it make no? I didn't. I didn't. No, I didn't know. It was during practice. I didn't know. Right. Oh, oh okay, okay. I didn't know the severity of his knee right, injury. Right, it right. was. Okay. It was completely different. Like, yeah. Damn. What were y'all doing? Uh, like eleven on eleven, or this is like one of the last times I think he, that Chip Kelly's done live, uh, mm -hmm. live tackling during fall camp. Okay. Yeah, I'll do it. Um. <laughs> um. I don't know. Anyone else? That you would have remembered. I guess you're looking at a bunch of six year guys, right? Um is Kane Madrano is this his last year of eligibility? No, actually it's not because we asked him. We asked two, we asked three guys if they were gonna come back. 
Josh Carlin said, yes, he's coming back. He's an offensive lineman. Uh, we asked Kane Madrano. He said he doesn't know. And then we also asked someone else. That, oh, and Hudson Hammermill, the tight end. We asked him, and he said, yeah, he's coming back. Didn't even think about it twice. Um, but, yeah, so I believe Kane Madrano does have another year because um, he was a COVID Oh, kid. Duke. Are we just talking about yeah, defense? Duke. No, no, just in general. Yeah, Duke is one. Go ahead and talk about Duke. Man, Duke is such a great kid. Like, I mean – he pretty much, yeah, he's one of like the starters as a true freshman, him coming mm-hmm. in and just like, he was like real quiet. I remember that and like him just step into that role and being such a leader and being like a funny, of course, he's like one of those funny Hawaiian guys. It's just like really nice. And, but when it comes to playing, you know, he's tough and a leader. So that's going to be a big loss. I hope that, you know, yes, the young nice. guys were paying attention. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things where like, you have somebody that's such a great guy and such a great player like that that you hope that other guys are paying attention and learned what to do. And um, I'm pretty sure he instilled, you know, great skills and leadership in other people in his time there. So he will be missed definitely after this game. Um, real quick, just to follow up with that. Uh, when you mentioned that he was a quiet kid, that reminded me. So today I asked Duke, what is something that you wish you knew as a freshman that you know now as a as a senior? And he said, uh, just maybe kind of being a leader early and like being more vocal and expressive and stuff like at a younger age, especially for him and his role as someone who was the starter, the true freshman, like, sure, maybe not tell the seniors or whatever what to do, but just kind of be more of command or be more vocal and just kind of, you know, embrace yourself as a starter and whatnot, embrace it a little bit more. So um, I was like, yeah, it makes sense to me. Um, and uh, Deshaun Foster kind of followed up with that and said, yeah, I think that that would have been something too for him. Um, that he kind of saw the development with over the years for Duke as he uh, kind of grew into that leadership role over time. But um, yeah, so it should be an interesting time as we kind of wrap things up here. Josh, thank you as always. Um, maybe I'll see you out at the LA Bowl. Um, remain. I will try team. to be there. We'll try to. You'll try to be there. I'll try to be there. I know I'm at the Rose Bowl. Um, one last time this year, so we'll see how it goes. But for Josh and myself. Thank you guys for listening, as always, and we'll catch you guys in the next one. Thank you, everybody. This is the Believe in UCLA football podcast presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.